Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Omni Boy. Two-tone disco, <laughs> half of it. <laughs> yeah. So you were born in Arizona, right? Yeah, I was born in Arizona. I was born in Mesa, Arizona. Are your parents from there as well? Um, no. My my mom is. My mom grew up in Arizona, but my dad's actually from Arkansas. Arkansas? Wow, I should know that. <laughs> He's from the South. He's from like Arkansas, like Louisiana. Yeah. It's Arkansas. I'm positive it's Arkansas. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my dad's from Arkansas, but he moved to Arizona like when he was pretty young. And so, I mean, they both lived in Arizona for a really long time, but they're like Southerners. Mm-hmm. What yeah. did they do out there? Um, my dad, my dad was a military man for a long time. And then he was like a truck driver. And so he would like drive cross country. And then he started just driving like within Arizona. So he's like a truck driver and like a mechanic. And my mom has been, like, a bunch of things. She, like, sold life insurance for a while. She, like, had a bunch of, like, desk jobs. Um, right now, she's, like, a nurse and mm-hmm. a caregiver. So, yeah. Where do you think you got your creative side from? Uh, I guess my mom. My mom's more of, like, the, the creative, like, dreamer type. And my dad's more, like, mechanical, like... Not a mechanical. I don't know, like a robot dad. Like, <laughs> robot dad. He's like, he's like, uh, more like direct doing things with his hands. He's not like into like making things up. He yeah. likes taking things apart, fixing mm-hmm. them, stuff like that. What but kind yeah. of music did they play in the house when you were growing up? Uh, gospel music, I guess. Uh, my family was like really religious for a minute there. And so when I was growing up, it was like a lot of like gospel tunes. Oh, you went to church a lot and stuff? I went to church a yeah. lot, yeah. So it's like a lot of gospel music. Um, my dad actually like, because he's from the South, like really likes country. And mm-hmm. so like country was a big thing. I remember hearing country every now and then. But overall, there wasn't like actually a lot of music in the house. Like I think there was only a lot of gospel because like we were a religious family. But my parents didn't listen to a lot of music in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did just you, my siblings. Yeah, did. did you play like music at church and stuff, or not really? No, no, I, I didn't even like music for a really long time. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like I didn't really like listening to it. I didn't, I didn't even think about playing it. I really liked video games and like toys and stuff like that. Um, music didn't like happen for me until like after I was like way older. Like, like I don't even remember how old, but I wasn't like. I wasn't, like, a kid. I know there's some people that are, like, seven or eight, and there's, like, oh, I started playing clarinet when I was ten years old, and there's no way. There was no way I was, like, doing music at that (laughs) age. I just didn't have the focus Mm -hmm. or the attention span. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? I was quiet. I was really quiet, and I was just, like, a good kid. I know maybe everybody wants to believe they're, like, a good kid. (laughs) <laughs> but I just, like, stayed out of trouble. I was really afraid of everybody. So I was, like, afraid of, like, my dad. I was afraid of my mom for a long time. I was afraid of my siblings. So I just kind of, like, chill. And I was just quiet, play with my toys, freaking watch Sesame Street and stuff. Like, I wasn't, like, an exciting kid at all. Mm-hmm. How about in high school? 
in high school, I like, in high school, I got into, I like started hanging out or trying to hang out with like goth kids because <laughs> I was sad all the time and I was like, oh, these people are also sad. Why were you sad? Um, I just like hated high school. I think a lot of people hated high school, but I didn't like get along with the kids because mm-hmm. like the area I grew up in right before I started high school, mm-hmm. my family or my parents, I should say like got enough money to move us out of a certain area that we were living in Mm -hmm. like which was like a bad area yeah and so we moved from like me being around like nothing but like black people and people like in the same kind of upbringing as me like Mm -hmm. we moved to like kind of an all-white neighborhood where the schools were nicer and so I didn't like make a lot of friends in those schools because like there wasn't a lot of black people there Mm -hmm. it was just different so I was like really bummed and like alone most of the time and there was kind of this like angsty music like Linkin Park and you found that yourself or I found it like through other kids like kids would be listening and I was just like oh man that stuff's like really angry and I mean like growing up like hip-hop was angry but it was a completely different type of angry Mm -hmm. I feel like hip-hop was angry because of like like there's like a cultural anger in like hip-hop and like just black music I feel and that was a little bit different than like listening to Lincoln Park which was more like my parents don't listen to me and like I'm depressed and, like I want to drop out of school stuff like that yeah. so I listened to a lot of that stuff and like a lot of metal that was like when I got into like metal and like hardcore stuff so like in high school I was just kind of like the typical depressed did you dress that way also yeah I just wore nothing but black okay so everything pre-high school I was like actually wore colors because I just wore hand-me-downs mm-hmm. so whatever my big brothers and sisters didn't wear anymore that's what I wore and so it was, like, just random stuff. But when I got into high school, um, that's when I could, like, actually, because I got a job, and so I could start paying for my own clothes. Mm-hmm. And I just wore nothing but black. <laughs> I got, like, chains and, like, studs on everything. And, what yeah, did was... your parents think of the whole period? Because they're kind of religious. Yeah, <laughs> they were, like, super religious. And so my mom didn't like it. My mom was actually, like, really adamantly against it because mm-hmm. there is this, um, there's this band called Cradle of Filth that I got into. And, like, I guess if you're, like, a hyper-religious middle-aged woman like my mom was and you look at some of the imagery of Cradle of Filth where it was like all these skulls and like goat heads and like she was like very very thrown off by it and didn't like it at all and like she didn't take any crazy steps like banning me from listening to a thing but it was more like one of those things where when she would hear me listening to it she would never have anything good to say it was Mm. always just like I don't know why you're like poisoning your soul with that nonsense like you need to listen to something this something better do something better with your time but yeah, she didn't like it. My dad didn't care. My dad was super apathetic towards yeah. the whole face. <laughs> Were you good at school though? Did like did you do you have like favorite subjects? Um I mean I was good at I was good at like writing because I, there was a little bit of creativity in there. But like things like science, math, history, stuff like that, I was just I just didn't care. And so I think I was good at it because there was a period after high school I went to college for a year. And I was just amazing. Like, I was, like, straight A's, and I was doing so well. And I think I realized that I was never bad at school. I just didn't care. And mm-hmm. so when I was in high school, my grades were lackluster because I just, like, didn't want to be there. I was, yeah. like, really just dejected by the whole experience. Mm-hmm. How did you start getting into the more, like, Japanese anime scene? Oh, um, because I liked video games, and I feel like... If you were somebody that played video games between... Well, I mean, even now, but the time I was playing them. Like, in the 90s and, like, early 2000s, like, all of, like, the cool games, as far as I was concerned, were, like, they came from Japan. And so, even if you were... 
unaware of it as you were playing like Mario or Sonic or I don't know Final Fantasy like all these different games they're all coming from Japan and then like all the cartoons we were watching like Dragon Ball and Pokemon were coming on TV those were also from Japan and just like it kind of happened organically like all of the media I was intaking was from the same yeah. country and so once I started making music I feel like that came out in my music a lot like video game sounds here or like little like anime inspired sounds here but what yeah. did you like so much about the Japanese scene I feel like people like I like watched a bit of it but then I never like clicked to me as how much oh, it clicked to you like anime itself or just Japanese stuff in general Japanese stuff like, because you're, like, even I'm from Hong Kong, so it's, like, kind of closer to me, but yeah. it, like, super clicked to you. I think, I think music, it was music. It was music. Like, image-wise, image, image -wise too, like, there was imagery in a lot of Japanese games and shows. I think it was just, it was something that was different, but also consistent, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, like, anime, like, if you look at stuff like Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, Cardcaptor, uh... Dragon Ball Z, and you're looking at all this stuff, Pokemon, you can see a familiar thread in them. Like, they do kind of look similar. But they were, at the time, they were, like, really different than the things that, like, obviously, like, G.I. Joe. Like, there's these American cartoons. There's American imagery that's so consistent with itself that when, like, anime was starting to come in, it was just something different. It was, like, a counterculture almost. So, like, I feel like I liked it because it was just something that was different than the norm, what, like, I could be watching. For college, was that something that you wanted to do, or did your parents kind of want you to get a degree? My parents wanted me to go to college because I have a lot of siblings, and none of them went to college. Oh, how many? I have nine. Oh my god! And so, like, since no, and I was the second to the last, so since none of them went to college, it was kind of like, Omni, you gotta go. Like, Omni, you, we know you're smart. You know, we know you. Like, maybe you didn't care in high school, but like, now's time to get serious. So I started looking at colleges, and I mean, I was in Arizona, and ASU was there, and so. I went to college, um, and all my friends were doing it too. It was almost like a peer pressure thing. Like, when yeah. you're in high school, everybody's just talking about college. So I went, not because I wanted to, but I felt like I had to. But that was definitely their choice. Like, I wanted nothing to do with college. But your siblings weren't as pressured? Uh, like, they just didn't want to? They just didn't want to. They were super as pressured. They just didn't care. Oh, wow. But I think that there's this, like, when you're going to high school every day, even if you have a job too, you're going to high school every day. When you graduate, there is this kind of, like, like vacuum left after you leave high school where you're just like, well, what am I supposed to do now? And so I feel like college is, like, the easy... Not easy, not to say that college is easy, but it's like, if you start going to college, then it's like, okay, cool, I'm still back on track. It's almost like being on, like, train tracks. Mm -hmm. And if you drop out of school, it's like the train tracks are gone and you're, like, lost for a second. Mm -hmm. What did you study there? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I wanted to... I ha My major was marketing, um, mm -hmm. I don't know why. It was just one of those things, like, you know where you're in college and if you don't know what you want to do, there's, like, counselors that'll, like, kind of look at what you've, like, tested in yeah. and your grades will be like, maybe this is a thing you might be interested in. Somebody told me that and I was just like, yeah, whatever, okay. Like, I was that apathetic. You didn't want to... You never wanted to have a career in, like, video game design or anything, or... Okay, yes, because... I wanted to have a, a career in video game design because I loved playing video games. And there was a lot of, like, those commercials that come on TV at, like... 2 p.m. and on a weekday they're like you want to make video games and it's like DeVry <laughs> University or go to Collins College and you'll learn how to make and there's always some weird like kind of low level like graphic happening in the background you're just like oh cool that looks dope but I think me saying I wanted to make games 
Well, it was just because I liked games. It wasn't because I had any experience or even interest in like the 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 process. Mm-hmm. It's like I love pizza, but I don't want to be like a pizza man. Like I don't want to make pizzas. And so I think that I thought I wanted to go to school for video games, but then I actually saw what you had to do, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't look interesting at all to me. Did you actually like studying marketing, though? No, I hated it. Oh. I, I hated it. You never thought of changing majors? That's the thing. I did think of changing majors, That because here's what's happened. I was going to drop out, and counselors and my parents were like, well, maybe you just have the wrong major. Well, get some other majors. What would you like to study? What would you rather transfer into? And that's when I started thinking of changing majors, but I couldn't, like... There wasn't anything I wanted that they were offering. Like, I'm looking down this list. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not passionate about any of these things. Mm-hmm. And so, at the time, I was getting really passionate about music. But the degrees that they even had in music weren't things that I cared about. They were more, like, business things. Like, music uh... business. And, like, if I wanted to be a manager, maybe. Or if I wanted to, like, start a label, those would be cool. But not, like, stuff for me, personally. Yeah. But you did want to learn, like, the creating music part. They just didn't, like... Have that program, I guess. Yeah. And it was like, and also I should have said, like, at the time while I was going to college, I was learning music stuff on in my free time. It was like my hobby. Yeah. And so I felt like I'm already, like, teaching myself this much stuff. Like, do I really need to pay for courses to learn how to do this? Like, I just didn't feel like it was necessary. Yeah. If college was free or even, like, cheap, yeah. I would have kept going, absolutely, because why not? Mm-hmm. But I was also paying out of pocket for college. Like, I was paying for it myself it was just like I was going broke and I didn't want to go into like debt and so yeah I was I left were you already going by Omnibo at this point or was that your first like producer name uh my first producer name was Agonist Um, there's stuff out there (laughs) yeah it was like A-G-N-E-S I don't know what I know exactly why I chose that but anyways that my first producer (laughs) name was Agnes, and I was making chiptune and then um I went by Omni 7 like Omni V-I-I like a Roman numeral 7 and then finally went by Omni Boy. And I was like, that's the least complicated, super simple, easy to remember. And then you already started putting out stuff on SoundCloud. That was during college or did you already start in high school? I, I, st- when I started putting out stuff. Well, there was MySpace Music was a thing. I started oh, putting wow. out stuff on MySpace Music. And that was when I was going by Omni 7. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then only after... Like, MySpace music, you know, kind of died, and <laughs> SoundCloud came up. Then I started going by Omniboy. So, yeah, I started on MySpace music. That was, like, the first thing I was putting music on. Mm-hmm. And then cool. you graduated, and then, or you didn't, you stopped going? I, for, wait, for... For college. For college? Oh, no, I just dropped out. Yeah. Okay, so, like, that was my freshman year, and, like, I was supposed to be thinking about changing majors or whatever, and I was just like, no, I'm going to leave. I left, and I was also playing in bands at the same time. There was just so many things going on. How did you get into like, bands? Because you were like touring a bit, right? Also, I was touring a lot. Yeah. yeah. Be- How did you get into that scene? Because like Arizona has a really small music scene, so when I started, like, I I, I responded to a MySpace bulletin to a band that needed a bass player, and then I joined that band. Long story short, that band like toured and or played shows and then broke up, and then me and a guitar player from that band formed another band, and it just kind of kept going like that. Like, a band would break up, but that you would know people, so you'd join another one. and So that kept happening over and over um, over the years. In fact, just last night, I ran into the singer of oh. one of the bands I was in in Hollywood. <laughs> it was so weird. But, yeah, like, I was just playing in a lot of bands. So my, I dropped out of college. I went on a tour, and 
I told myself, like, I, I didn't tell everybody I was dropping out. I was like, I'm just taking a break so I can go on tour. I dropped out of college or I took a break and I went on this crazy tour and had like the time of my life and saw all these places I'd never seen before and like really learned a lot. And I came back to Arizona and I was like going to re-enroll and I was just like, I don't think I can. Like I've, I felt like I had like eaten really, really good food and then somebody was trying to give me like top ramen again. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't think I can go back to just like sitting in these classes. Like this sucks. I got to get back out there. Mm -hmm. And so I never went back. How long like were you spending like just touring around? before you came here. Oh, what was, like... Oh, came to L.A.? Yeah, or was that, were, were you spending a lot of time in Arizona touring before you moved here, or...? I was spending quite a bit of time in Arizona touring. Like, I had come to L.A. a few times. Yeah, um, to see, like, perfume, right? Oh, man, okay. <laughs> That's, like, a big part of the reason why I moved here. I, um, I was in Arizona. I was, like, really into, like, Japanese, uh, like, music. And so perfume was, like, you know, this big J-pop uh, thing. And... So, of course, they weren't going to come to Arizona because nobody comes to Arizona. And the closest place they were coming was L.A. So I made a road trip out to, to L.A., to Hollywood, to go see them. And, like, while I was at the show, I just met so many people, like, people like me. Like, people that were just, like, 20-somethings that were making music. And, were, like, they seemed happy and they seemed like they had, like, a fan base and people, like, cared about each other. And that, I just wasn't feeling that in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So, like... I think like four months later or something like that I moved to, <laughs> I moved oh, to wow. LA. Yeah. Wait, were you already getting a fan base in Arizona? I was getting an internet fan base in yeah. Arizona. That's the weird thing about Arizona. When I was living in Arizona, I could like go to some place and play. Like I could go to New York and play and it mm -hmm. would be a great show. But I could never play in Arizona because people just didn't care about me in Arizona. Mm -hmm. It was like a really weird thing. And then when I came out here for perfume, it was like all these people knew who I was. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, I got to leave. Yeah. Like, but yeah, Arizona. I did have a fan base in Arizona, but it was just all like internet. It wasn't there. Was it difficult moving here? Like, did you have a job or anything? I had nothing. So I tried to get a job for a while. But then I realized, one, it's really hard to get a job in LA. A lot of people don't think that. They think that because there's so much here, there's a lot of work, but there's not. What kind of jobs were you looking for? Anything. I was like yeah. applying to anything. I was like, <laughs> okay, so my, my, my schedule when I got here was I would wake up, I was in my car at the time, so I would wake up, I would drive my car to a Starbucks, I would sit in the, in the Starbucks on my laptop, and I would just fill out like 50 job applications every day. And it was just like, hotel housekeeper, um, dishwasher for some uh, like dim sum restaurant. Like, it was just everything. Uh, like, I didn't, I never saw a job and I was like, no. I was like applying McDonald's, I was applying Walmart, uh, Ralph's, Ikea, I applied for everything, Chipotle. And I was getting, like, regular interviews. But again, people that, like, know that have, like, lived here, it's, like, not easy. Like, mm -hmm. you have to, like, hammer it out. So went to a lot of interviews. After a while of doing that every day, I finally got hired at Ikea. Oh. And then I worked at Ikea for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were crashing at people's houses during this time, right? No, I was just, because I have a car. I was just sleeping in my car. Oh, wow. And then, like, I eventually did get an apartment out in Alhambra. Yeah. But uh, I did stay, there was one night where I stayed at my friend Eric's house. I have a friend Eric that lives in Echo Park. And I think he just like really felt bad for me because I drove to his place and we had lunch. And he let me sleep on his couch. But that was just one night. And I felt bad because it's like he was married. He had like a wife there. Like I don't want to like mm -hmm. inconvenience them. By... So you're living in your car for how long? It was only a month. Oh, It was okay. just like January, a little bit of February. And oh, then, oh, okay. Yeah, and I was in, then I was in Alhambra. Yeah, and so, Nerdy had, like, a group of friends here, right? I had, or internet okay, friends. so 
Like, no. how do you shower? Because <laughs> here's the thing. Not really. Eric let me use the shower. Thank yeah. you, Eric, for that, by the way. Eric did let me use his shower. And Dusty, a friend of mine who was out here, had a hotel and let me use his shower, his hotel shower, which is pretty dope of him. Thank you. And I didn't have a lot of friends out here. See, the thing is, when, the first night I came out here, I went to a hotel party. And I met, I met um, somebody named Velma. Um, and I met... T. Doyle, Tom, mm-hmm. um, he was there too. I met um, Sushi Killer, Ian, who was like a producer at the time too. And I met Sean, Sean Wasabi. Oh. And it was like, those were my only friends in the city. But the problem was, Sushi Killer didn't even live in LA. So after that party, Sushi Killer went back home, Sean Wasabi went back home. And then it was just me and um, T. Doyle for a while. So I hung out with T. Doyle a lot because I had zero friends out here. And then, like, over time, I did start to, like, make friends. You go to shows, you meet people, people recognize you. And I, like, grew a, like, a kind of a crew of people that were, like, my little, like, L.A. squad. But Mm -hmm. when I first came out here, it was mostly just me and Tom. Like, that was, like, my only, like, real friend. And then have you, how long have you been, like, dressing with the gloves and everything? Oh, that's been a long time. I actually just just shared, okay, so what happened was I shared a, I shared a photo on Facebook earlier today where it was, like, a picture of me in high school, and I'm wearing, like, all blue. Like, it's, like, like, the first month of freshman year, and I'm wearing, like, all blue, and I have these, like, brown, like, leather gloves and, like, this trucker hat that my Mm -hmm. dad used to wear, and it was just, like... I would just wear whatever was clean. Black and white, like everything being black and white yeah. was because when um, I was in high school and I went through that goth phase where I was like, everything has to be black. Black everything. Black yeah. jackets, black shoes, black shirt. I did all of that. And then my mom was just like, you got to do something. Like, you, like, I'm not taking you to church if you're going to dress like this. Like, you have to mix in some white, mix <laughs> in some gray, whatever. But it can't be all black everything. And so I was like, okay, I'll start wearing a little bit of white. And my like in my outfits, and then after I started doing that, I realized that it was hard to like. I don't know if you have the same experience, but like if you buy, if you buy black and white clothes, or if you buy any like two colors of things, or just mm-hmm. one color, and then you see a pair of like green pants, you're like, oh, those green pants are awesome, but I can't wear those because like yeah, I have no outfit to go with them. <laughs> and so now it's like I can't like everything I wear is black and white. So when I wake yeah. up in the morning, everything matches like all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> I and love so, that. Yeah, about the gloves. Those have been, like, for a long time, like, since, like, elementary school. Yeah. Is there a specific reason for them? Probably people watching are curious. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are, but I'm not saying it. But, yeah, it's been, that's been a long time. Yeah. I've been doing that since before, like, music or anything. And how did Two-Tone Disco form? Oh, um, that's a good question that I actually don't have the answer to, because Two-Tone Disco existed before I met James, the other guy in it. Yeah. So, like, Two-Tone Disco was a thing. Omni Boy had a show opening for Two-Tone Disco. Um, and then, uh, James, James expressed interest in my, like, songwriting ability. Mm -hmm. So then I just started writing and producing, like, all the music for Two-Tone. And then I joined because, like, if I didn't, it would be, like, a ghost producer thing, and I don't want it to be like that. And so then I joined just because I'm, like, the sole producer in it. But Two-Tone was, like, a thing before I even joined. I think it was, like, more of, like, a DJ, um, outfit. That's, uh, and that's been, that's a while ago, too. That's, like four five years yeah, ago yeah 2012 oh my wow, god that's yeah yeah it was a while ago <laughs> and then you also had like a house of omni right yes okay <laughs> i did have house of omni 
House of Omni was like, now looking back on it, it was like the coolest thing. And I'm very proud of having had done it. But it was just like, my apartment is pretty far east. Like it's again, it's like 10, 15 minutes like east of downtown. And I was just in this, I was in this point in my life where I was like, I have a lot of friends, but I don't like only seeing them at shows. Because it's like when you meet your friends at a show, it's like it's loud. It's, you don't really get to like hang out with them and talk to them very much. And people in LA, is, in my experience, weren't just like hanging out together during the day for no reason. And like back when I was in Arizona, like I would have friends over and they would just kind of like spend the night, hang out, play video games, eat pizza, and that was it. It wasn't like a business thing. And I feel like in LA, when you hang out with somebody, it has to be like a business thing. Like we have to be working on a collaboration or like going to the studio. And so I was like, I just kind of opened up my house and I was like, if anybody needs a place to stay, like if you're visiting LA and you want like a couch to crash on, like you could come stay over. And at first it was like pretty slow, like maybe just like a person every like month and then like a person every week. And then like gradually it turned into this thing where my house was always just people. There was just oh people gosh. all the time. Like I would wake up and walk into my living room and there's people. There's like people sleeping. There's people like playing Smash on the Wii. There's people like in my kitchen. And it was like, there was this like golden period where it was perfect. Where it was just like all my friends, people were meeting for like the first time in my house. Like I made a lot of friendships or like a lot of friendships were made like in my living room. And that's like so cool. Songs were made, like big songs that like I like to listen to. And I'm like, dude, that was made in my bedroom. Like I remember that. And it's just, it was this really, really cool experience, House of Omni was. And then, like, last year... No, the year before last year. Dang, it's been a while. <laughs> I, I, ended, I ended House of Omni, like, end of 2016. Beginning of 2017. So, like, a year from today-ish. Mm-hmm. I ended it. And um, I still have friends over every now and then. But that was, like, a crazy... Like, 2016 was the craziest year because of that. Yeah. Like, I met so many people. And I made so many friends and, like, cool connections. Just because my house was, like, this... It was like a rec center. Like, people would just show up. Like, my front door was always open, so I would be, like, playing video games or something like that or watching Netflix, and, like, people would just walk into the house. Oh, wow. and I'd be like, oh, hey. Like, it was really cool. It was a good time. Yeah. And then how did it click to you to start the, like, the Twitter videos? Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I've actually been doing keyboard Twitter videos for, like, ever. And, like, the, the keyboard things, like, so even when I lived in Arizona, there's, like, videos of me playing keyboard on, like, YouTube from, like, 20... 20- like 2006. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, they're like really old videos. But the thing is, I think I just realized how to make them interesting. Like, because like you, like a lot of people like play keyboard on video and that's really cool too. That like takes a lot of time and talent and effort. But I was like, if I can loop a thing, you know, like play a thing and have that loop, then go over to another keyboard and like, make, if I can basically make a song in front of people, I think that that will be, one, entertaining to people, and two, I think that a lot of people that listen to music don't actually know what's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And the same way that, like, when I look at, like, a movie, like, have you ever, like, looked at a movie, but then you look at a movie set? Yeah. Like, and you see the cameras, and you see the mics, and you're just like, oh, God, like, that's all happening behind the scenes? Oh, yeah. Like, or when, like, you're looking at, like, a TV show, and they kind of zoom out a little bit, and you can see all the lights oh, and everything yeah. hanging, and you're like, wait, it's, that's not a real window? Like, that's not daytime outside? Like, I don't know how movies are made. And I realized, like, a lot of people that are just like, oh, yeah, I love, like, oh, my God, I'm such a big, like, a mu- like, I'm obsessed with music. I love music. I go to, like, Coachella every year and all that stuff. They don't actually know 
like what music is like they don't know how it's made they don't know like what is going into it mm -hmm. and so I mean I could make videos of myself like EQing snares and I can make videos of myself like running processing on vocals and that'll alienate people because a lot of people don't even like if you show somebody what an EQ looks like mm -hmm. the average person is gonna go I don't know what the heck this is yeah but if I just show people a very simple rendition of me like making a song like here's a bass line let that go here's like a chord here's like a solo thing to go over it here's drums like if I show them that way then I feel like there's a level of understanding now for somebody that doesn't know how to make music where they're just like oh maybe I could do this yeah and I've had a lot of people like message me after those videos and be like I really want to get in like what's a good keyboard to get like what's a good starting position oh, wow. and I'm like one that's crazy because most of the time now with the current like music climate most people that are trying to get into music will ask like what programs do you use or uh, what kind of laptop like I want to get a laptop but the fact that people are like actually trying to get into like playing keyboard is like oh, really yeah. cool to me they're just like oh what kind of keyboard should I get or um, how long you know how long have you been playing keyboard how long would it take me like I like that I don't always have the clearest mm -hmm. answers for them but yeah. um, were you yeah. surprised when you went viral so many times yeah okay here's the thing <laughs> I the first time I was surprised Partially because I was having a very bad day that day. The day where the Bad Bushy video went really big. I was having a horrible day. Mm -hmm. So I put up that video and I went to work. And, you know, you go into work so you turn off your phone. And it wasn't until I got off work and I, like, looked at the video again. And it had, like, I don't know, like, 7,000 or 10,000, like, likes. I was just like, this is insane. Like, this has never happened. And I didn't really understand why it was happening. And then, you know, a few months went by and it would happen again. And then a few months would go by and it would happen again. And then I realized, like, oh, okay, I get what the people that are watching this want from me. And so then it becomes easier. Like, at the time, like, Bad and Bougie was a huge song. And the same way that just a couple months ago, like, Gucci Gang was a huge song. So I do, like, a keyboard video Gucci Gang. Everybody loves it and it gets really big. And so, but the first time that happened, I was like... It, like, phone broke, right? Yeah, I honestly, okay, it was horrible because like there's a thing that happens where um, if you're if you have a Twitter, if you have a Twitter account and you post a thing or whatever, if you're starting to get too many notifications, Twitter itself like sends you this message where it's just like we it basically has to like truncate your notifications so that your phone doesn't just turn into a mess because otherwise oh. you're just getting like vibration like phone's vibrating it's like dinging like every second and so what it'll do is it'll start like not showing you some notifications to try to like save your feed yeah and that had never happened to me before like i honestly <laughs> like it, it turned into this thing where like i would um open twitter and the notification thing would say like 99 plus and yeah. I would, like, try to, like, scroll over to it to see the notifications. And then Twitter would just, like, freeze and then close. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, what the heck? And, like, yeah, it, it was not made for that. Like, it was just one of those things where it, I think every program should see, like, a gradual rise. Yeah. Even, like, SoundCloud. Because after that, of course, I got all these, like, new SoundCloud followers. And SoundCloud um, sent this message where they thought that I was, like, a fraudulent account. Like, I was buying followers. Oh. Because in their, like, metric, it's just, like, I've been, like, coasting like this all year. And then all of a sudden, there's this huge spike. <laughs> and they were just, like, close this account. Like, close it down. Like, I couldn't do all these things on my oh, account for a second. I was just, like, crazy. no. Like, this is, I had no control over this. And they, recent, they recently, like, released that. But it was, like, yeah. Like, I had never dealt with anything like that before. Because up until that point... I'm not saying I wasn't engaged with the social media, but up until that point, I was just posting whatever I wanted and then never checking up on it. 
because it was never necessary. Like, it wasn't getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like, you post something now, and I'm like, now I actually have to, like, check, like, comments and things on it and, like, stay up to date. But that was stay crazy. Like, I had no idea. I just didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah. I thought I could go through every like, notification. And even if you look back on the bad and bougie thing, it's like, I was replying to everything. I oh, was my like, gosh. Thanks for listening. Oh, thanks so much. Wow, that's great. Wow, nice shirt. Like, oh, thanks for the comment. Thanks for the follow. I went through your feed, too. And, like, some of your tweets are really funny. Like, it was just me replying to everybody and having, like, full-on conversations, like, back and forth with everybody that was commenting on it. Yeah. And then, like, that became my thing for, like, because it wasn't even, like, it went viral in, like, an hour. And then it stopped. It was, like, every day. It was, like, poof, like, double, poof. And then the next day, it was, like, Fader posted about it. Okay, now more notifications. Then the next day, like, what was it? Uh, Majestic Casual posted it. So, boom, like, more notifications. And I was just, like, trying to stay on top of it. Like, yo, thanks for listening, guys. Wow, thanks for sharing. <laughs> and it was just, like, the people that were hanging out with me through that, like, week, I was just always on my phone. And my phone was always plugged in. Because I was just, like, I have to, like... Like, Yeah. Because, like, like, I mean, when... <laughs> now, like, if some... If, if you open, like, if, uh, before that, if I opened Instagram and I had a notification, I was like, yo, you know, like, <laughs> oh, let me check this out. Like, I got to read this. Or, like, if I'm on Facebook and it's like, you have a new comment. It's like, yo, let me read this. Like, I want to catch up and see what's <laughs> happening. But this was the first time in my life where, like, I couldn't read everything. Like, now if I open my Instagram and it's, like, 37 new notifications, I'm like, cool, but I can't read all those. Like, yeah. I just have to, like, I don't know. It's weird. That's, like, I'm still trying to get used to that. Yeah. Because I'm, like, that guy that's always on his phone, like, trying to stay current on everything. So what are you doing now? Are you doing music full-time or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing, like, everything. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of stuff. But I don't work at Ikea anymore. I definitely quit Ikea. Because it was, like, it was taking up a lot of my time and it was making me really upset. It's just, you know, it's, yeah. those are jobs. Jobs will do that. And so I quit Ikea, and I started doing, like, music, and then, like, weird odd jobs, and I'm still in, like, that, that. So I don't have, like, a, like a retail day job that I go to every day, but mm-hmm. I definitely have work that's, like, very music-based, and I do commissions and, like, little scoring things. It's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a team now, or? No, I am the team. Yeah. Which is, like, which, okay, <laughs> which sucks, because... I mean, I'm not telling anybody because there's somebody, like, looking at this and they are, like, trying to start a music thing and they're just like, I need a team. I need a manager. I need this. I need that. Like, those things do help. Having a team does help. But I will say that I'm at the point that I am right now with no team. Just me doing everything by myself. So it's not impossible to do by yourself. Mm-hmm. If you have people that are willing to help you, do it. But if nobody's willing to help you, then don't, like... Don't wait for somebody to help you. Like, don't wait for a manager to go, like, oh, we got to help you. Don't wait for, like, a booking agent to go, like, we need to see you play in our city. Like, you just have to do everything yourself. And I'm going to say until somebody comes along to help. But in my position, like, Mm -hmm. in my experience, I'm still just doing everything by myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I make the songs. I'll, like, mix the songs. I'll master the songs. I'll release the songs. I'll promote the songs. I'll play shows for the songs. I'll reach out to people for tours. Like, it's just me doing everything. So it's, like... Really exhausted. No team. No team yet. Yeah. <laughs> How do you yeah. think your music has changed since the early songs you made? Oh, um, well, the early songs I made are all, like, chiptune. So I think it's changed a lot in that it's become, like, more full, more mature. It's matured with me. Um, also, I feel more fluent in music. Like, there was a lot of times where, when I first started music, I would have ideas. And this is any artist. You'll have ideas that you yourself can't execute because of lack of skill 
or lack of understanding. And now, like back then I used to be like, I could hear a song in my head and then I would sit down on the laptop and I'm just like, I can't do it. Like, I don't have the, the prowess. I don't have the know-how. I don't have the skill level yet. And now I feel like there's this, there's this almost immediate fluency between me and the piano. Like if I hear a thing in my head, I'll sit down at the piano and kind of sound it out like da 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 And like after like, you know, a couple of seconds, I'll got it. I'll like have it. Then I start building the chords and I'm just better now at creating what I hear in my head than I used to be. How do you think you've grown as a person? Um, I've become less like, when I was, when I was getting started in music, I wanted to just be useful, you know, to people. And so, like I said earlier, like when that band, there was a band that posted on that line, like, we need a bass player. I didn't even play bass. I was a keyboard player. But I was just like, I have to be in a band. I want to be, this is my chance. How hard could it be? So I like had a bass. I had all of a sudden like a, like a guitar pick. And then I was learning how to play bass guitar. And then I was playing in this band. Like that wasn't me. And like, that wasn't what I wanted to do. And that wasn't what I, like my goals were. And I think me growing as a person has just been me learning that there is like a difference between what somebody else wants you to do and what you want to do. And so if I don't want to do something now, I just don't do it. Like, yeah. if, like there's times after like where that Bad and Bougie video got really big and somebody was like, you should remix this next. You should remix Kendrick Lamar's this next. And I would think to myself like, do I want to do that? And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And I just wouldn't do it. And like maybe that means like, uh, you'll lose some followers or maybe that means you lose out on like sometimes a good opportunity but at the end of the day like now I'm concerned with like my own happiness and fulfillment mm -hmm. and I feel like early on in my music career I was not that way I was just like wait you need to be like what do I have to do somebody's like oh we actually we need you to do this today instead of the thing you wanted to do and I'm just like oh, okay and they're like oh you were gonna headline but now we have you playing a little earlier and I'm like that's fine okay and they're like we actually can't pay you and I'm just like, no, it's no problem, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Like, I was just so easy to work with. And now I'm just like, yo, it's got to be, like, this way or I'm, like, not going to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everybody kind of gets there with time. Yeah. Like, you just grow up and you just, like, kind of cut out the nonsense. What does success look like to you? Success? I think success is, oh, man. Oh, that's a hard one. I, I mean, I know what it used to be. Success used to just be having money. And then, like, you get some money, and then, like, you're still not super satisfied. So, I think success is just crap. Well, being able to express yourself and being healthy? Oh, man, wow, this is like... <laughs> I think success is being comfortable. Yeah, I think success is being comfortable. If you're uncomfortable, I think that is, like, a lack of success. I think that if you're financially uncomfortable, get to a point where you are. And I think that if you're, like, your health, like, is suffering, seek help or, like, take care of yourself. Practice mindfulness and get to a point to where you are comfortable. And I think that that is success. Because when you're really comfortable, a lot of the times, whether you're, like, on a couch and you're, like, curled up in a blanket and watching a movie that you like, that's a point where you're just, like, you don't want for anything. You're just, like, I'm, like, great right now. Like, nobody touched me, nobody do anything. Everything's perfect now. And I think that that is success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even think you just get it. I think that success is like a, you have a successful week, and then you could have like a crappy week. I think that success just happens, and then momentarily. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? 
Wait, what was the last question? Sorry. What, what do you want to be remembered for? Well, like after I'm dead? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I hope people, I hope people listen to, I hope I last a little, you know? Like, I hope, like, my music, my music lasts a little. I don't yeah. want people to remember that I was a nice guy. I don't want people to remember that I was, like, a good boyfriend or whatever. I want, like, because I, I feel like, we, you know, we still listen to, like, Mozart and we still listen to Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Or we still listen to Prince and, like, the Beatles. But, like, there was so many artists among that time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many artists that we don't remember. And, like, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, like, I don't even know if we'll remember, like, Katy Perry or Britney Spears and people like that. Yeah. And those people were huge at the time. And, like, we kind of just, like, I don't know, like, Nick Carter. I don't know. Like, like people <laughs> kind of flop. So I just hope that even if I just have one song or if somebody, like, 100 years from now is just, like, oh, Omni doesn't even matter even if they're just like Omni sucked like Omni was a horrible musician at least if I had that kind of lasting power like that would that would make me feel good yeah I love that thank you so much yeah thank you this was cool oh yeah I love your answers (laughs) bye guys